welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today, with special co-host, Crystal is back as the co-host today. And we are bringing in two filmmakers um, from, and I totally just spaced on where you guys are from, sorry, blanking out here. Ah. Savage Films. Savage Films, there we go. Sorry about that, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> we have Jonah Hodge and Sam Hodge. Tell us about yourselves. Well, uh, we're filmmakers with Sin Savage Films, uh, but we also act. Uh, I'm an actress, and he can act. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, also, and um, we um, we do our own movies. Uh, we do we we do movies also with other people, but we mainly do our own movies. Um, my husband here can do everything with the movies. As far as, you know, he's a cinematographer, he's an editor, he makes his own music for our films, uh, and he, oh. he's also a photographer altogether, too, uh, for, you know, for actors or for anybody that wants photos, photo shoots. Uh, he's multitasker. Uh, me, I'm, I'm the uh, producer and co-owner also, uh, also a co-director now. Uh, for Redhead with him, and then I also run, uh, do the boom operations, um, and I act in most all the films that we've done, and some other films. <laughs> yeah, we I'm, enjoy doing it. <laughs> we yeah, have the best excellent. Time. I'm sitting here looking at your your IMDb page, and your jo Jonna, it's it's a uh, actress. You got a bunch. Then you got producer. Then you go down. You got sound department. <laughs> Then you got additional <laughs> crew, stunts, special effects, camera. <laughs> she does so, everything. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoy it. Well, I mean, like we, so much. We, we believe in doing stunt work, you know. Yeah. Gonna be, so with me, I, I got started in 2017. Uh, my first film as a director was uh, 12 Pole Manor. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, the second, second released full-length feature horror film ever shot on a cell phone completely. Um that's never really talked about, but it's a. <laughs> that's before uh, <laughs> we got the, the real expensive cameras and all the expensive everything that we have but now. <laughs> so, so, I mean, like we 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 did that and went forward with the the camera, like the good camera stuff. I mean, we were able to kind of scrape together, you know, you know, about 80, eighty grand in cameras and get our get our stuff kind of kind of rolling real well, but. You know, when I met her, we 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 were working on some short films together to kind of hone the craft and working towards um, bigger things. Um, so our first feature film together, Reunion from Hill, uh, we we shot with another director uh, named Hayden. Hayden Newman, and we we shot that with Hayden Newman, and I I directed that with with Hayden. Uh, Jonna was um, <laughs> she was down there for for boom operation audio. Uh, as a producer as well, and then uh, they needed another redhead uh, on on mm -hmm. that, and uh, the the one that was supposed to be there uh, was not able to make a flight last minute. COVID was a bitch at you know in twenty twenty when we were filming. Yeah, and uh, she was excellent uh, with some of her reels that, that she turned in, and they you know they wanted to pick her up to to film the parts. So not only did she have to attack like boom operating you know handling audio and stuff on set with all the other scenes but she, so she was supposed to find time to learn lines at this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> so 
morning showers, morning showers between us at like 4 a.m. You know, we were getting up at 4 a.m. We were we would cry it out and uh, we would talk about it. And uh, we, got, <laughs> we know we, we, we got through every day um, and it was uh, incredibly rewarding. And now uh, that that film Reun- Reunion from Hell is uh, hitting streaming worldwide. It's on uh, Prime. It'll be hitting to be in the next few days, I guess. It's uh, Momitu, uh, Typhoon, all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you can watch it for free, uh, but it's definitely our, it's a rental on Prime. So, I mean, it's cool to have out there. And we Absolutely. got done. Filming. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got we got done filming Reunion from Hell Two um, in early 2022. Uh, we had Mark Patton from A Nightmare on Street Two, which was excellent. We had um, Danny Hassel and Lisa Wilcox from Nightmare on Street 4 and 5 on, oh, on the wow. second as well. So it was a – and we had Kathy Pogwell on the first one from Night of the Demons in yeah. Dallas and stuff like that, which was really excellent. But uh, with Redhead, that's all us. That's all local. That's uh, – we really went raw. It's very – Crazy. It, it's very just uh, us. And uh, <laughs> we – This is all us, and we want it to be – Disgustingly gory and the disgustingly faceless <laughs> uh, yeah. kind of love it. Um, at the same time, fun for anybody that loves horror movies, but also shot shot beautifully. Thing. I mean, it's uh, I mean, that's the whole goal is to shoot it with art. Yeah, same nasty. I it's mean. wild, uh, and we do some dangerous stuff <laughs> in this. Like whenever we use the chainsaw in this. I really use the with the chain on and I'm running with like stuff, trip hazards and high heels and all this. And I'm just taking risk and, and a wow. quick little, you know, test on uh, Ashley that's in the movie with me. Also, he also uses uh, the chainsaw with the chain on it um, and him, bless his heart. <laughs> he is right there with the camera with it running. And he is uh, like coming towards us or he's like underneath of it and he's really risking himself for this. But at the same time, we all practice it out. You know, we, we uh, do test runs and all that yeah. stuff before we actually start running it and know exactly what we're going to do. And it always yeah. works out safe and good, but it's because we rehearse. But I mean, we feel good that we're actually doing yeah. it the crazy way and not the safe way. <laughs> it, the, well, hence the name of the film company. The name of the film company is Cine yeah. Savage, which stands for Cinema Savage, which means we yeah. approach everything in a savage way. Um, my roots are very much in filmmaking are very much kind of derived from the way Toby Hooper approached things in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, you know, and when you look at Sam Raimi and Evil Dead, and I mean, I just, you know, I, I don't believe that you have to have a gigantic monster budget to make a good movie. You just have to have willpower. And, and then your special effects, you're, are, are, they're all practical, right? You're not doing anything in post with that. They're all practical effects. Oh, uh, well, well, I will say. You you might find some touch-ups here and there at CG. I mean, it's impossible almost to, to get by without removing something that's kind of in a corner. Or um, also, if we have contact-sensitive stuff uh, and, and we <laughs> end up having a contact that's not wanting to work right, we might have to do an eye touch-up. Uh, like if, if there's supposed to be like a – supposed to be an eye effect or something, we might do that yeah. in, in post. But I mean – we it's, normally don't need to do that, though. It's, nothing's yeah. really... And we're very against yeah. CG. Yeah, I hate, I hate CG so much. And the first time I had to do it was uh, my first film. And I had uh, there was a light on in a house. It was supposed to have all black windows. And I basically just had to... Bl- it, was, it, it was matting. It's not technically CG. It's just matte work. You cut it out and you 
you black mm-hmm. it out, I mean, but you do some, you know, motion tracking to get rid of it. But I mean, yeah. But I, as far as your gore and stuff, you, you you try and do all that practically. You were showing yeah. us something earlier, yeah. Yeah, we make buckets of blood. Uh, we make our own uh, props. Everything. Uh, we, we, we cook our blood. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. We enjoy doing all that stuff together. Well, that's awesome that you two have you, you met on the set of of uh, the movie. No, actually. Um. So after I did the film uh, Twelve Pole Manor, I was looking for someone uh, to play a vampire queen. In a movie called Nocturnus, which, as it turns out, we'll film what, later down the road, <laughs> long time. I was looking for somebody to fill that role, and uh, literally just found her on Facebook. I was trying to be not to be creepy. Added her, waited about two weeks, and then said, "Hey, you know, would you like to? Would you like to be an actress? Would you have you ever thought about you know lending yourself to a career or just a hobby?" in in filmmaking because it's fun you know we're not we're not looking to to get rich or anything at the moment but i mean you know you never know um and it was really just a matter of days before we figured out we had so much in common you know uh when she was telling me how much she loved film and, and horror and and trying to convince me to cast her she was sending me autographs pictures of autographs from conventions and things and you know actors and i was like holy crap i've met the same people and i started sending pictures of my i started sending my pictures and we started talking a whole lot about <laughs> everything uh, that we had so much in common yeah. and and we're the same person in a lot of ways uh we're very different in some ways but we're we're, <laughs> we're, we're, like. <laughs> we're very much uh the same uh unit um and Within a month after talk started to talk to her, we we started becoming a thing. I mean, and uh, we started doing we you know we did a photo fo- our first thing together we did was a photo shoot. Actually, coming up May the fourth, we met in two thousand nineteen. We finally met, and May the sixth, we were doing a photo shoot, which was like a witch photo shoot, and uh, by God, you know, like, like a week after <laughs> after that. You know, we were together. I mean, it was it was crazy. How <laughs> you just knew. It's just yeah, cool. we're, we're, yeah. We're beer drinkers too. I mean, like the the she she guzzles beer like I do, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Cats out of the bag now, girl. We're gonna have fun. This <laughs> is oh, that's hot. You can drink beer like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was love at first beer, right? <laughs> Yeah, she came. She came with a, a greeting gift she, uh, with a six pack. She's a person. You're like, I have got, I've got to get this girl. There's no- yes, yeah. You know, and as much I, just, I didn't want to admit it because I, you know, my goal is never to be a creeper in film. But you know, we really, honestly, genuinely turned out to be really great as a team when we worked yeah. together. Um, we were, were we were also haunt actors together out on top of doing the movie stuff too. Yeah, we, so we did haunt acting. We did a haunt attraction together. Yeah, <laughs> and it's then also fun. did all the movie stuff also. So we was constantly acting and doing fun stuff together, and we yeah. enjoyed it. And everybody's like, "Do you, you guys never get tired of doing that stuff together?" Yeah. No, never. We will. We love it. We'll never get sick of that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I, lo- I love your story. That's, That's amazing. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. She walked into his life with a six pack of beer and a love for movies, and a love for horror movies. Yep, 
And she had this <laughs> Iron Maiden shirt on, this Iron Maiden shirt on with laces, and her cleavage was like. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell am I going to resist that? You know, she got a beer and cleavage with an Iron Maiden shirt on, and it's just uh, the. <laughs> You don't resist that. You go for no. it. That's you can't walk away from a, a girl that's wearing an Iron Maiden shirt in the beer. <laughs> so so tell, tell us about your, your, your upcoming movie, Redhead. Go ahead. Just, just let, it, let it on them. Well, uh, I already said it's kind of gory and crazy. Yep. But in the, um, no man lives in this. Gory. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kind of, it's kind of wild. We developed the story together, and then he he made the script, and then we kind of looked it over together, and then we tried to figure out exactly what we wanted to do, and then we changed it again, just some of the things, and made it crazier because we kept wanting to make it more and more crazy. Yeah. So there is, what do you say, like forty some deaths? Well, right now it's between forty six and fifty deaths in the movie. I mean, and we've been filming on it now <laughs> for a long time because. We was making reunion from Hell One and Two in between of us doing Redhead, and now we'll have it finished here. We're thinking maybe July. We'll have it finished for premiering in October on the thirtieth, which is my birthday. Yeah. Uh, oh. So trying to like finish up all these other crazy shots and get them done and uh, get everybody together. You know, that still needs shot and. Um, we, we was actually going to do another scene yesterday, but it got canceled. But we're going to do it next week and. Um, with his schedule at work, we're, it's it's always like we got to work that around his schedule, but but we'll get it done because we're we're determined. But uh, basically, what the movie's about, it's um, about a, a woman that is like just a regular woman at first, except she's taken and she's held captive and by cannibals by cannibals. Yeah. Um, and the the guy is like outrageously crazy. Uh, himself anyways and when uh, when he kills a bunch of people in front of me and he ends up killing my husband in front of me and he's he's tortured me done horrible things to me and um, I, I'm just really fed up with it and I'm tired of him trying to feed me people and all this and, and I want to get away so I end up breaking away and I end up m making you know my revenge uh oh and uh here we are. After I make my revenge with the people that held me captive, then I have to go uh, to the psychiatrist and they're trying to evaluate me and, and they think I did this big favor. So I'm kind of a hero because I helped all these deaths from happening anymore. But at the same time, it was so traumatizing to me. And then there's other driving. That's the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's, that's, the, very the, beginning. that's the very beginning of it. It's it's gets crazier after that. So then when I break away and they they release me, I keep having flashbacks about what I'm going through, and uh, I keep seeing the guy that kidnapped me's face, and um, I start like all the time freaking out. So anytime a guy comes up to me and hits on me too much at a bar or wherever I'm at, or he's being mean to another woman or anytime that something sets that crazy off in me, I just kill them all. I just go through it. <laughs> I kill them in crazy off the wall ways that we try to come up with different ways of deaths that people probably haven't thought of yet or stuff that they haven't thought about doing because we want yeah. it to be shocking and fun for people yeah. they, that way yeah. they'll go oh yes this is this is something wild you know i love this and and um 
Then also there's some other things. We also combined it with our other movie, Hag Witch, that we was going to do. Uh, we decided just to combine it instead of it being me weak in the Hag Witch like we was going to do it. Instead, I'm weak at first and become this strong, crazy killer. Um, so there's also some evil forces that's kind of after me because I'm grieving my husband still so bad. It it it, it wants me to uh, be enhanced more. So then I get more crazy. There's a possessive factor. So there's there, a possessive yeah. factor that also influences me more than I already was. So it makes it more crazier. So then there's more deaths. And uh, it's just going to be really wild ride, I think. And I, <laughs> I'm hoping everybody loves it. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a really cool death where a guy gets rebar shoved up his ass and it comes out of his dick. And explodes <laughs> like, and then and then when she pulls it out, like shit sprays. So it's, I mean, it's. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so we was I, talking I, about one day off the wall. We need to make some shit spray now. <laughs> yeah, we gotta have shit spray. We gotta have shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that way, I love it. An example of like what they like, she shoves a crowbar through a guy's throat. It's it's in the trailer. That part is it goes in his into his mouth, and he comes out of his back of his head. I mean. Uh, I get a saw in the dick. She puts a saw right in my dick and runs it up my belly and up my chest, like all the way through and pulls me open. That's kind of in the trailer too, but we just uh, don't uh, show everything on that one yet. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a guy that gets stabbed in the balls with a knife and then his testicles fall out. And just, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, terrible things there that happen. <laughs> yes. I love it. So I, I have to ask, is one of you the voice of reason? Like when you plan a death or something like that, one of you goes, "That's that's we can't do that." We, Honestly, <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably more conservative than she is, and I'm not. <laughs> like uh, I'll be thinking like all this crazy stuff, and I I brought up stuff to him that's like wild and even more crazy, and he's like, "Well, we, we don't have a room in script. We don't that. have room in script for all this." Like, but, you know, maybe. If something happens, this one does real well, we'll figure out maybe a, another one or something and we'll put it in it. But then I come up with some real, he's like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up and I like it. <laughs> well, see, I'm, I don't have any boundaries as far as what kind of kill we're doing. It's just me, for, for me, it's like, why? Like, I have to have that, you know, as you know, as a screenwriter for the movie, like, there has to be a purpose and there has to be a, <laughs> there has to be a reason for just for displaying that like there has to be a build-up consciously in the dialogue um but like there is there is a kill montage in this movie so it's like i don't want to i don't want to waste some of our best kills on a kill montage i mean there's some good stuff like i mean you know a hammer goes through a guy's jaw and rips out his face and his teeth go flying and that, that you know, that's that's part of a kill montage like there's like you know 15 guys that die just as part of a kill montage like a little <laughs> Little thing in the middle of the movie that's just just to kill people. I mean, but uh, <laughs> as far as as far as anything that's like really super traumatic, there has to be a reason for it, and we have to have the place to do it. Uh, we can't just all you know. We can't just put it all in you know one location. So we have a lot of locations in this, which brings me to um, some generous producers that we have on the film. You know, we have we have uh, a couple guys named Jason Leah and Jason Beater that have given us bars. Uh, to film in, we have the mayor of our town that's given us a you know police station and uh, uh, police cars and policemen. And he's in it also. He, he's in it, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I'll I'll die too." Like, I mean, so it's, <laughs> it's like, well, the mayor. Is, like, 
And we say that, well, can't wait to kill real, you. Can't he, wait to kill you. And he's like, hell yeah. He's running for re-election. You know, we see he's him all awesome. over town. We see him all over town. And he's like, it's cool. Like, I mean, just kill me. And He makes our town so much better. He yeah. really does. Um, That's awesome. And we, and we have another business owner, uh, John Sloan. No, James Sloan. J- James Sloan. James uh, Sloan. My old boss, uh, James Sloan, he has a warehouse and he's got some other locations. Uh, I was sitting there thinking, you know, when we was going to take him some things uh, from the movie because he, he, he likes the movie. He's a fan. And uh, I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to see that warehouse is like really cool. And we could probably use that. And I'm going to ask him if we could do that. Oh, he was like, absolutely, absolutely. So we had a little meeting with him and stuff. And I was excited. And then he's got some other locations and he's really cool and awesome. And he loves horror. So that worked out good for one of our scenes that we got coming up. That big was scene. Big scene. And he's, yeah. I, I said, now, I, I gave him a caveat at the beginning. I said, now look, we're running a chainsaw. <laughs> and this, this girl gets gutted, you know, just blood all over the place and, and i was like but you know you got like basically yeah. kind of a gravel floor back there is okay we just gotta <laughs> sweep it up and get rid of it he's like sure sure he didn't he didn't give he, he didn't give any stipulations he was just cool with it wow and then it also helps you know we're, we're, we're also haunt actors at uh, 12 Paul manor haunted attraction we've got that we too. have that entire huge place that plays out a big part in the movie um will holland who is a realtor uh, had a mm-hmm. beautiful place that plays out as like a psychiatric facility, gave us that kind of stuff. So as, <laughs> as, as indie filmmakers, I mean, it's uh, you have to just kind of ask, ask and you get it. I mean, that, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you take your time. Yeah. You have to be, you can't just film a yeah. film in, you know, two weeks. But honestly, I feel like doing what we're doing right now with the amount of time we're covering, you know, it's been a year and a half. Um, and it's really coming together because of the the patience. And if we were, if you were to have given us twenty thousand dollars a year ago, and said film it in two weeks, it wouldn't be as good as we're doing now no. with uh, patience and time and gathering resources in the community. Because the community, yeah. I don't know what the hell it is, but I tell people we're stabbing people in the dicks and and ripping guts out everywhere and else, and they're like, hell yeah. And I'm like, where, yeah. did where did this come from? Why are you? I'm like, get on that. <laughs> Where's this town at? <laughs> like, I gotta, well, hey, I got a garage you can use. <laughs> can you take my ears? Like, what? <laughs> right. I'm not awesome. People are like, I want to die in the movie. Yeah, they're really awesome around here. We have to turn down more people than than, than ever. Like, I mean, some other ones though that came in uh, to be with us to film. Some other actors that we worked with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and some other ones that are just going to happen to be in the area. We've had some that's come to visit near the area and just decided they would just, hey, you want to be in the movie because you're going to be near here because we know them real well. And that worked out a lot, too. Yeah. Well, and, and we've had a really we've been really blessed with some people that came on as producers, too, for the Hagwitch that, you know, wanted to continue on with this movie. Uh, Justin Fox is a, yes. is a really good one. He came in and graciously on on a on a day off. He was from he's is living. Uh, is it is it Kansas? Kansas? I, forgive me, Justin. I don't know where you live. I'm sorry, but he, he drove a long way. He's a, yeah. he's a truck driver, and he, he on his day off, he just came in and and he did a death scene. Um, Daniel Lund is, is another producer that we have that he put a bunch of money into. Um, uh, when it came when we were fundraising mm-hmm. for the Hagwitch, and he's coming in to get killed in June. Um, 
So we have, mm-hmm. you know, all these gracious people that are working. And they, they, both of those guys have been working on a ton of indie films lately. They work with like uh, Hank Kane Hodder and uh, uh, Felissa Rose. And they've been doing stuff with just everybody that's in, in the um, indie community right now that's doing a lot of indie films. So yeah, it's nice awesome. to have. Then yeah. we also had our buddy come in that. Uh, Evan Mackey. Evan Mackey. So Evan Mackey was in The Walking Dead. Uh, and he was also with us in uh, Reunion from Hell 2. Um, okay. I, right. By the way, in Reunion from Hell 2, he has a death that is uh, oh, different it's, than it's anything. Different. It's different than anything it's you've a, ever seen. It's I mean, amazing I, and crazy. It's cringe. <laughs> it's cringe. <laughs> I can't so, wait to see that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I will say, you know, Reunion from Hell 2 is, um, it's a little bit bigger on the death count than the first movie. I mean, I know we're talking about Redhead, but uh, those two movies definitely have some merit. And, you know, her performance in the first Reunion from Hell, uh, she got hurt pretty bad doing her own stunts and just continued on through. I mean, she had this crazy <laughs> swelling on her spine. No x-ray, nothing like that. She just was like, go, go. Uh, finish the movie. Because we had just started it, and I just well, was like, "Hey, whatever it takes, I'll do whatever." Once well, yeah. at the beginning of the movie, uh, we were what a weekend, and we had two and a half weeks of filming. But I and- did get thrown back with one hand, and when I got the guy, when he threw me, we we didn't. I mean, we knew that I was going to hit the bed, but we thought I was going to hit on the bed. She's supposed Instead, to hit the mattress. And I hit the she, side. She hit the frame. Which was a frame, oh. and it cracked me here in my spine, and I just kept on going like nothing even happened. And it, and and it, was, it, was, a, it was a one-take thing, and she, you know, she was still screaming and going, and boom, we finished the stab, the whole effect. And uh, My death is crazy in that, too. There, <laughs> there's so many different ways. Our pug, pug was trying to tear the phone down. But um, all, our friend Hayden also got hurt doing that film um he broke his elbow yeah he broke his elbow uh he was uh doing some crazy stunts too since we, we all did our own crazy stunts and he got hurt too oh wow and his arm like where i kind of suffered through with my spine his <laughs> arm he had to suffer through the rest of the film with that too and do that so we all me and him both kind of suffered together so, so you asked about the voice of reason sometimes i have to say you can't get hurt because I mean you don't have a stunt double and who's gonna do your dialogue? I mean you can't you can't do that. Like yeah, so some things there are some things you just have to say. Eh, you may safe. not want to to move forward with that right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> like break, <Yeah>. chill out. <laughs> <laughs> so take a step back, here. rethink this. How else can we frame this? How else can we shoot this to make it work without you getting hurt? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So as you know, in our in our press kit for Redhead, you know, we have actually an entire two page section describing um, kind of how we mitigate some of the safety concerns with running a real chainsaw with real teeth on it. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, when a, when a scene's going, I want to see the chain stop and start. You know, because it's craziness. It's, you know, revving it, stopping it, revving it. I want to see the chain stop and start. You don't get to see that, and I don't want to implement the CG ch- uh, chainsaw. No yeah. way. Not a not a not a not an idea in my mind to do that. So what we do <laughs> is we run everything dry without the chain run without without the chainsaw even on nothing. So At we, run, first. we run all the movements with the camera handheld. Do everything we need to do. It's all set up. Everybody's in place. We run it dry. That way. Over we just and over go ahead again. and practice it without running it first 
about four or five times. And then when we feel comfortable, like we can do this and nobody's going to get hurt. Then, then I'll go ahead and rev it up or Ashley will rev it up and he'll be there ready to film it. Bless his heart. And then uh, also Travis, um, whenever I had to do the last scene with Travis with the chainsaw. Yeah, Travis Robinson. Yeah. He he's was one of like, our effects guys. Yeah. He's awesome. He's in the movie too. He was like, I was running after him with it. And, <laughs> and uh, he was brave. He's always brave. So he wasn't scared of anything. <laughs> it's just scary, though, when you got, you know, as haunt actors, you know, a lot of the people in this movie are haunt actors. So they're used to running a chainsaw without a chain on it. No big deal. You can slam it against your leg. So I think some of that comfort in getting used to a chainsaw without a chain. Now we're extra afraid because we're like, oh, I might be too comfortable running a chainsaw with a chain on it because I might just be like, oh, yeah, bam, and slam it into somebody, you know, I, on impulse, like. That's a scary thing. You know how like you get too used yeah. to something? Oh, yeah. That's, and then they yep. give you a much more dangerous thing. Yep. And then all of a sudden you can just kill somebody. And you need, so we have to be extra careful about that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So I have to ask when, we, when you guys are putting a movie together, because you, you guys talk about all the death scenes and stuff like that. Do you <laughs> figure out that you're going to put a X amount of death scenes in your movie? then figure out the budget you need to put all the death scenes in the movie? Or do you get the budget and then go, well, I can put that budget. I can get 22 death scenes in out of it. Well, okay. So this is an interesting thing with redhead, with redhead. We just, we don't really, we can, we can film an infinite number of deaths based on just our, our, you know, paychecks, you know, paying our bills and stuff and just really having the, the blood and stuff like that we have. Yeah. But, um, so we, you know, we say, you know what, I want to have a death about every minute and a half in this movie on average. That's, that's our goal. Okay. Uh, but what we do is say, okay, if we want to have an exploding head with a shotgun, we need a thousand dollars for the, for the silicone and, and the sculpting and everything else to make in the casting to make sure that it's going to blow up real. And yeah, uh, we can't do it like Tom Savini used to do with a slug and a shotgun and, and just hope and pray that everybody's safe. That reminds me. I'm going to get something real quick. <laughs> Talking about that. That reminds me. reminds me. I got to hit Look all. Blowing off heads. Hold on one second. Let me go grab something. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I wish I still had footage. I filmed uh, uh, just a test scene one time years ago out at my dad's house. Out, out, and I wanted to shoot ahead. Ooh. Uh, uh, Tom Savini style. So I took a watermelon, cleaned most of it out, filled it with leftovers, I think a can of soup, uh, some other stuff. And then I put a mask over it. And I had it on a pole and it, boom, I blew it up. I had it on film. It looked so beautiful. But yet again, I actually had to shoot a real shotgun to blow this part. Yep. So. What, so you what know, is you that know. mask? Oh, tell, tell them about the mask. Okay. This mask, this is what's in Reunion from Hell 2. Um, and this is what I was going to tell you about when it comes to where he's talking about doing the face and the head. Our friend Travis does this. Um, and he's the one that works also at the haunt, and he's our um, effects person. Mm -hmm. He did this amazing, had to brag about it, because it's, it's beautiful. That's her face. But it's been yeah. cut off. Uh, so in the second reunion of the mail, the killer is wearing her face. 
I had to brag about his work because he did amazing. And in the, I also had my uh, really throat good in the first one, and he made sure to make that part of it. Too. And there's some spoilers yeah. here, but I mean, <laughs> that shit happens. Well, it's, it's, but it's, it's entertaining a, though, and, and you know amazing. what? If you, want to see, if you want to, if you want to see this kind of stuff, watch the movie. Like, I mean, yeah, but here, so get, get cool. a, a good look. You know, it's uh, it's really good it's made, really and good. he does yeah. a great job. Yeah, but yeah, I, I can see your structure. Your whole facial structure is, is yeah. beautiful on that mask. Yeah, yeah it's funny because it was my mouth was closed, and where I where whenever I had a death, I, my mouth was like that so he said he basically kind of opened this up himself so it looked the same way it did so he so he then. cast he cast her face okay. and then he pressed it into clay he, he did the clay model after he after he cast her face and on the clay model then he was able to open her mouth up and stretch it open a little bit and then from the clay model he was able to do the casting for the latex and the beautiful uh one-year rotten paint job he did i mean he's just it's it's beautiful he's, he's really good at rot so it I guess we're going to help him do his uh, full head soon. Yeah. We're going to help him out. So cool. Yes, I love I it. <laughs> so his whole head is going to be cast and with a shotgun, you know. It's uh, really exciting. We're you know, planning on cutting the whole body in half with a chainsaw, too. I mean, it's... <laughs> we have to raise... Like, those are the kinds of things, we're, like, we're like, okay, we know we can manage everyday kills, you know, just, you know... We can spray blood all we want. Like, I mean, that's that's a thing. Like, yeah, but you can. You're the guy that can make anything out of anything. I mean, like, we can make intestines easy and stuff like well, that. Well, we know. made a you made a body that we used in like in the beginning part of the trailer where you see my hand kind of goes through Ashley and I'm pulling out his guts. That was a prop made by him by just household stuff and it was real. And Ashley just had to put his arms out like this, and um, it looks like his body. It's crazy. It had his sweater wow. on. And I have to brag, he can make about anything out of anything. He'll just sit and think, hey, wait a minute, how can I make this? Well, and he'll just figure it out. Like, half yeah. that is under editing, too, how you're going to cut your shot. Like, I mean, how can you make this believable? You know, you show somebody's face enough, you cut their face in, and then you, and then you cut to their abdomen, and something happens, and people believe that that's, that's them. Like, I mean, they, they yeah. see a full in their mind, yeah. but it's not there. Uh, but, but it's awesome. But I really do want to see, like, a full real cast face blow up with a shotgun to the just to the face. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's that's brutal. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. Well that's you know on the poster you see you know John holding a shotgun, you got that kind of thing going on. So it's it kinda so the movie Redhead kinda does harken back to the seventies revenge style. Mm -hmm. However, there's too much weakness in those movies, in my opinion, as the character uh, they they feel trauma and remorse, and they're truly getting kind of revenge. She's yeah. more of a nanny in this. <laughs> She's really just pissed off, and uh, she she goes from um she goes from a normal woman, and even even when she's still tied up for weeks, pissing and shitting herself, uh, she sees her husband get killed in front of her, and then this guy is trying to feed her meat. From someone who was sitting next to her a couple of days prior, and he's joking about it and laughing, and it stinks, and it really does stink in real life. And uh, she loses it and snaps, and uh, defends herself and kills him. And actually, just when she snaps, she takes a bite out of his guts, like <laughs> just, to, just to say "fuck." You. And she says "fuck you," and she takes a bite out of his guts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. And then she and then she goes and murders his wife, who's in the process of cooking more people. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to opening credits, and then um, she's in a psych facility after that, and. They're like, well, you know, we've kept you the mandatory 14 days. It's no problem. I mean, you, you know, well, you probably could benefit from extra counseling, but uh, we're not going to hold you for criminal charges or anything like that. So you're free to go because it was all self-defense. And, you know, we, we understand why you did what you did. Yeah. But it's hard to tell. You know, sometimes it goes that way and sometimes it doesn't. You know, you look at real, real life situations and sometimes people would just turn loose without the proper help. Yeah. Definitely. But then she tries to move on in her life. She makes the mistake of going to like bars and like just trying to. I basically was trying to drink because I was trying to, you know, get a little bit drunk and get myself out of the mindset that I was in, I guess. Yeah. Just an escape. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It does not work out. Anytime I try to go out or do anything, it doesn't work out. Even sometimes when I'm at home, it doesn't work out because they'll show up. Or something, and <laughs> well, the first couple delivery guys, delivery man, or <laughs> well, the first couple guys that she kills prior or uh, post post all this trauma, the, the first couple guys she kills after that, they really do legitimately have it coming. I mean, one has the intent of trying to drug her and rape her, and another one has, is actually her psychiatrist and is like trying to manipulate their their relationship and trying to trying to use that to take her someplace and do things. Uh, yeah. She never she never falls for it. Uh, her instincts, because she already has a taste for what it's like to be that way. Yeah. Um, she does that. And then, and then there's a turning point where she basically kind of really loses it. Uh, so basically the third act is the third act or the, sorry, the first act ends there. And then we have kind of a possessive force that takes hold of her in the middle of the movie. And that drives her to just be kind of uh, unhinged and really a slasher and not not a revenge uh, exploitation thing from the 70s. It's a she's a true slasher in that sense. Uh, and she has a little bit of supernatural stuff, but she's always in a situation to where it's believable that she, you know, she's she's 115 pounds. It's believable in the way that we do it, that she can take care of these guys because they're all thinking with their dicks. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, get you in trouble all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's all based on how we feel in real life, too, because, hell, you know, we'll be out at the bar. I will get up to go to the bathroom, and two seconds later, the guy that's been sitting two seats down from us will start hitting on her. Of course. She's got, oh, yeah. she's got this rock flashing on her finger, but they don't care. You and, walk right up to the jukebox, they'll walk right up to you. It doesn't matter if your <laughs> husband's standing. They don't care. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with people. Yeah. 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 Why we felt like redhead really resonated in in our in our story, like I mean, like we we as much as we hang out in bars, uh, we really kind of thought, you know, this is a story for for our life. I mean, it, and also she gets called red a lot. I mean, it's, <laughs> you would think it's kind of clever, but it's uh, kind of upsetting. <laughs> I, I really love I really love the whole concept. You know, like being being a woman, like I'm seeing where all these kills are coming from. There is a story behind each one of these kills and why she does it. So I'm really yeah. in, intrigued to see the film and to see the backstory of each one of these victims that you guys pull up, um, you know, minus the montage. But, you know, it's like you just describe something that happens literally to every every woman that walks in the bar, mm -hmm. you know, like, so the, it's it's wonderful. I love it. I, I love the idea. And I, I do want to offer the caveat that there's there is no uh, political side to what we're doing. 
there's no like left or right to it. It's literally just being a human being assaulted on a. She can't go to the gas station, and I'm sure you probably have trouble too. <laughs> she, she goes to the gas station at night, and she gets followed. Like I mean, she, they'll yeah. follow. They'll, they'll Walmart checkout. Like if I, if I'm at work, oh that was scary. The Walmart got checkout. People falling right? out of the parking lot trying to get her car and stuff. Like I mean, yeah. this drive. I it's mean, this crazy. real life bullshit drives the movie. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because it was not funny, um, but I never paid attention. I know I should have, you know, the 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 plight of women now is uh, I used to go to the gym late at night. I'd go like at midnight because it was usually just me and occasionally yeah. there'd be other people. Well, I never paid attention. The lights in the parking lot didn't work. <laughs> Until one day I had one of the ladies that was there. She comes up to me. She goes, can you walk me to my car? And I went, sure. <laughs> yeah, I got no problem with walking you to your car. Okay. So I stop what I'm doing. I get over and I walk them out to their car, you know, and they thank me. And I go back inside. And I was sitting there talking to the girl at the counter. And she goes, that, I was like, that's weird, right? And she goes, no. She goes, you're here all the time. They know you're here all the time. They see you talking to us. You're friendly. And they go, do you not notice that the lights don't work in the parking lot? And I was like, what? And I like walked out and I looked outside. I'm like, yeah, the lights don't work out in the parking lot. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, but you walk out there with them. They feel safe because, you know, you come off as safe. And I'm like, oh, oh okay, I guess I'm safe. <laughs> yeah. and, and I never even thought about it until, you know, you see – it actually happened in front of your eyes like that. And I'm like, God oh, damn, I yeah. should have. And, and, you know, <laughs> I, I, my wife has told me stories and I'm like, I, I've never had to experience it like that. And you're talking about this. I'm like, damn, it is. It's scary. There's just creepy yeah. people out there. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, is it doesn't even have to be in a dark parking lot at night. No. Like I go for a walk during the day, you know, it'll be noon <laughs> and I'll go behind my house and it's a dirt road behind my house. I live on a busy street, so I have to go in the back or there's too much traffic. There's nowhere to walk. And I've been followed three times now. Ooh, so mm -hmm. it's, yeah, now I carry a knife and I got my concealed carry. Like, I'm not playing around. Don't pull your car over in front of me. You know, like, I don't, just don't, don't do it. Like, nope. you don't know these people. You don't know their intentions, you know? Yeah. So it's scary. It is, it is absolutely frightening on, on yeah. how easy it is now i mean i hate to say that but it's it's yeah. it's gotten crazy easy for men to stalk women it's just facebook is an incredible tool for finding people and it's scary in the same right mm -hmm. i mean uh they, they they have in the last couple of years i've noticed it kind of se it seems like it happened overnight but in the last couple of years i mean you don't see as much information about people posted publicly on their like about se section people mm -hmm. are more like you know, they're becoming more public figures and, and less like social phone book. There is no, you, know, you can't yeah. really use a phone book the same way you used to. Mm -hmm. um, I think but she's wanting us to tell about her. Puggles is, is <laughs> she's a movie star. Um, she's she, beautiful. She, oh, I love her nails. So she, uh, she actually gets discovered by, um, uh, Autumn Blacksmith. Autumn Blacksmith is the character in Redhead. Um, her psychiatrist has this pug, and basically, uh, in their sessions, even talks about how kind of annoying it is. All it does is snore, and uh, so she, you know, she's calm, 
But then as soon as he says that, she's just kind of like, ah, oh, I don't like you, man. Like, so even at that point, she <laughs> she's not like completely distrusting of people. But, you know, you know how it is when somebody mistreats a dog or talks bad about a dog. You don't like them. They, they can mm -hmm. just drop dead. <laughs> um, so eventually, you know, she does take care of the psychiatrist and, and uh, finds his dog and takes him. Or takes her, yeah. And Pug Puggles, uh, Puggles does partake into some blood eating, and she she uh, helps me kill sometimes. She, she does enjoy. Are you kind of trailer? Love it. She, she's my little helper. <laughs> Talk about it. My little fat dog's just laying on the floor, just staring at me. Well, she, you know, she got her first role, first actual role in *Reunion from Hill 2. Like, uh, she's in that movie. Uh, we shot that in, in um, uh, Tennessee. Uh -huh. And uh, you know we got her involved in that. She was she was on set. She was uh, basically an emotional support animal for everybody on set when she was there. Uh, she she provided so much comfort for people. You know when you're away from home, and you're trapped in a trapped in a cabin on top of a mountain uh, yeah. with a bunch of people you really don't know. Um, a dog gives you familiar <laughs> uh, home feel. You know it kind of gives makes you feel like you're. You're, you can you can relax a little bit because you know if you know you, you also you can look around and see who's addressing said dog and you know who to avoid when they don't uh, oh baby girl yep. the, the other interesting thing in the interesting thing about puggles is um she has a collapsed trachea so um she basically living on borrowed time um, so she's kind of in a race to finish things uh as it were as a as a pug actress but she's you know she, she continues to kick it man she she's tough and she puts Good up with the, the crap that, that we <laughs> make her go through. Yeah. Yeah. and she is a trooper so she's gotta go through uh us doing stuff for instagram her instagram too, so <laughs> that's so cute <laughs> uh, but i love that i do have another question here you yeah. said that you're planning a, a death every minute and a half. Is well, the the kill montage does kind of kind of cheat that because it, okay. uh, it uh, because we do have a, like a three minute scene where there's uh, you know a, a kill every you know six seven seconds you know cutting a bunch of kills like I mean it's just, just killing a bunch of guys like it just basically shows her being unhinged. Okay, and so it's it's a it serves as a transition to a different part of the story. But, um, okay. so that does kind of bring down, like, it does kind of bring up the kill per minute, but there, you don't, you won't see a kill every minute and a half. Uh, okay. there are some, I was yeah. wondering about the, 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 I was like, man, this movie's either going to be A, like, bum, 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 or it's going to be really, it's kind of like in a, in a Rob Zombie film where you hear fuck, 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 fuckity, fuck, fuck, and then, like, that amps up the, the fucks per minute, you know, that, yep. that does. It changed. It, it skews the results a little bit, but yeah, it, okay. It's kind of also like in Kill Bill. You know, when there's the scene of the the crazy eighty eights and she kills all those guys in yep. a, yeah. a five scene. It yep. takes the kill count of that movie to a rate of what probably you know probably about the same minute. Yeah, you know, one like one a minute. Yeah, 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 <laughs> one a minute. But she's not killing somebody every minute. In you know, and there are there are scenes in this that. There's this one incredible dialogue scene where she's got with uh, the opening protect or the opening uh, antagonist, Ashley Stinnett, which is an amazing. He is. He's amazing. 
um, wow, he really goes crazy. Uh, and I feel like I feel like he's got some he's got some stuff in there, and I he really lets it out on screen. Uh, but she has a scene with him, and it's it's nine minutes of dialogue. But it's interesting the whole time, and it's crazy, and it's shocking. Um, when she start when she when she says, "I'm tired of sitting here in my piss and shit," he sniffs up and down her and talks about how good she was when she was napping. And he's like, "But I love it." And I love but it. But I love it. <laughs> and uh, and basically, that it's brings me up. to bring that to another reason why um, Redhead kind of came to to be. Also, was we did a short film um, called Taste of Revenge uh, with Ashley and me, and we was amazing working together to where it it flowed so good that we was like, oh. And whenever we was showing at the theater with the other short films because it was like a short film thing where everybody showed their short films. Everybody was like, I want to see that as like a full movie now because you guys have me intrigued with this. And so then that's another reason why we thought, well, you know, we'll we'll work on this then and and get this done. And that was two years ago. We went back uh, into that stuff better. Um, So I got to give also props to um, Scott Myers. Yes. Uh, Scott Myers uh, is a, is a, he plays her husband in the film. He um, <laughs> very much is the kind of guy, like, if you need to strangle me, just just do it, and I'll tell you when to stop if I have to. He's a Marine. <laughs> he's, a, he's a, you know, well, he's a retired Marine. Um, and then Dina Leslie, uh, she, she gets stabbed and pulls a pot of boiling water on top of her. So it's not actually boiling in the scene, but, I mean, she pulls this full pot of water. She falls down the floor with a pot of water. Big giant like crab boil pot on top of her on the floor, and then gets scalped. And uh, she just really, you know, she tolerated being wet and uh, miserable. Um, Evan <laughs> Mackey, Ev- Evan Mackey, you know, who we talked about, you know, he's in The Walking Dead. He shot his scene twice because the the in the first scene, you know, the street light, our, our um, we didn't have our other lights turned up bright enough, and the street lights ended up causing a flicker in the footage because based on frame rate you know the, the lights that they have in street lights sometimes do cause like a flicker mm-hmm. so you, you have to have your own lights brighter to cancel that out so we had to go back and shoot that again and obviously it was after i got off i got off work at like midnight really and we came and shot you know uh until five in the morning and then the it gar- was really cold too and we <laughs> you know, just, frost on the grass we was like well yeah. we we're gonna do this and when me and him got done we both ran in and was like oh, the blood. oh my gosh i was wearing shorts and something and she was like i'm really cold i was like i hear you just do the part me and him both if uh we stopped for like one second which we didn't really stop but maybe twice we'd go in real quick get something to drink and get warm a second, and then run right back out. Yeah. <laughs> and we both did that. Another interesting thing about uh, the way Jonna films, um, when she's using, supposedly using chainsaw on people, and she's sawing them up, obviously blood's flying in her face. When I'm spraying her in the face with blood, she intentionally opens her eyes. And I, I, I tell her not to, but she does it anyway. She intentionally opens her eyes intensely to make sure the blood goes in them. And just deals with whatever comes the next few days 
And I'm well, like, please you have, don't. I, the way I feel about like, it. But she does it. You have to. Because if I'm murdering somebody with a chainsaw, I think in my head, I have to have my eyes open because I want to watch them die. <laughs> I want to see them yeah. suffer. Yeah. So, if yeah. I, so when, he, when he sprays it in there, I'm just like, <laughs> and, and I just keep them open as much. I mean, maybe a second. I think I, they tried to shut, and then I just kept them open. And yeah. the last time I did that, I did the same thing because I, I'm like you. I, I want to watch them die for real. The the character she would make sure she sees it. She wouldn't close her eyes. She'd yeah. want to yeah. watch them. Yeah. And uh, I, I try to think about everything that how uh, Autumn would be like and. Um, what she would do that would be a real thing that a killer would do. Yeah. We both sit there and plan yeah. that out. I plan it out how I want to be and um, yeah. do heavy duty thinking before I even shoot of how it should be in my head. <laughs> I was kind of a bitch about the blood. I mean, I've, I've, I've had a lot of blood put on me in movies and stuff and in haunt acting, but there was a, there's a scene where I get, where I get the saw on the dick and, and, when she's spraying me in the face to make it look like it's coming up from my crotch, the nozzle's going upward, and it was going up my nose, straight up my nose. So I started like, and my hands were like, my hands are tied down, and I'm, I'm in my 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 whitey tighties and my feet. I can't use my feet, so I'm just tied down, and there's blood just spraying up in upwards into my nose and my eyes, and I'm just kind of. If you know, I had to eventually just say stop, like and cut, like because I. <laughs> you remember with conversation with the devil, whenever uh, all that blood went in my ear, and I just tolerated oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and then, then Travis was like, "It's in my ear." So <laughs> <laughs> like I you're just... a trooper, and he he's gonna be like, "Ah, oh, I don't want blood in my ear, then I want up my nose." <laughs> let me let me tell you about trooper. She's though. got it in her eyes, up her nose, and her ears. Like she's <laughs> she's like, "I, I got I, this." I couple days that it was still in my eyes and i'd walk around and people probably were like what the crap it's an infection or whatever and she got bloodshot eyes and like a blood but ruptured blood vessel or whatever from bullshit. oh my gosh <laughs> uh, so there's a scene uh, when, when i die in this movie i, I get the a sawzall i get a sawzall right in the dick and it goes up my belly and so to to get that effect to get the initial impact it has to look like it's making contact you got to see the blade boom hit me right in the crotch so to accomplish that how would you do that i took a uh i took a piece of cardboard and i carved it out in the exact shape of the blade and it right. actually turned out to be the right width and the shape and it fit into yeah. the saw perfect perfect i painted it in black and uh and you turn the saw on it this piece of cardboard works and i thought okay sure <laughs> just, just, i said just jam that into my dick and it'll work it'll be like just boom just do it It'll, 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 it'll collapse. It's fine. It's okay. So, so I got these. You know how fast that's moving, right? Like that could uh -huh. be a feather, and that's still going to be painful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Here's like things, cardboard <laughs> and paper cuts are painful. Yeah. I thought this. Was, I thought this thing is going to collapse. It's fine. It's going to just, you know, you're just going to jam it in there and boom, it'll be like getting hit in the cross. He had a sock. And then he I, I put a sock in the body time. The sock boom. Well, okay, so one, okay, so she she comes at me kind of slow and just and like it, it hits me and starts going right on my sack and I'm like, oh, like <laughs> the I'm, screams are real. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm, I've got my arms tied down. I can't defend myself. I can't put anything in there. I'm just, oh, my God, my God. I'm not acting. God damn it. You know. And then <laughs> so, I was like, are you okay? And he's like, I was like, oh, we got to do it again. It's so easy, though. I mean, to, I, I, you I, made I, easy. It's a song. Okay? Well, I judged it well to where, and I practice it to where it barely touched them balls. Barely, barely is the worst. Well, barely touched it, but it still kind of went so I can get, get right in the shot, you know, that it got him to where it. Okay, it let me put this really in perspective. It's like, the, it's like the world's worst, most oscillating vibrator slapping your clit. <laughs> Just to put it in perspective. It's it's like it's like a weed eater clit, like weed eater hitting your clit. Okay, so and we so we had to do two more takes, but I'm I'm sitting there strapped up, and I got the camera running, and I'm like, "Will you just reach and pull my underwear open?" And we just like, will you push, will you push, will you push, I was like, "Will you just push the sock down a little bit?" <laughs> That's my sock. Would you adjust my sock? And in the behind the scenes, you can just you can't really see anything except just me pulling his underwear back, like sitting there adjusting it. Oh, and, you know, the worst part about that is we got to do that again because she's uh, actually going to have a wound on her. Before I she want to be that, wounded so. in that scene She wants now. to be wounded, so I'm going to get wounded again. I want, <laughs> him, to, I want him to wound me. He's got to be tough because of the character he is. I feel like he should at least wound me. So uh, I, I got to get that jam know, again. We need to <laughs> see. We need. Now we need. After this podcast, we, we need a blooper reel. Yep. We there, need to be a blooper reel. There'll be a blooper. There's a blooper reel. <laughs> oh, I, I, I probably will shit my pants. I mean, like, I'm not telling. I, I can't. I can't tell you. How. Okay, so this oscillating piece of cardboard, straight on, it didn't bend. It just, mm, my God. It, and I was pretty easy with it. Well, at the same I was time, like, I was like, I, it vibrated just like. It's funny going back and watching the takes because I'm like, just. Just jam it in there. Yeah, just he's jam like, it. He says, just jam it. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it that hard. It, so I have to deal with it once. I don't want to do three takes. Well, so I am, it. it looks really good. I mean, it, it, it looks really good. Once I did that, it shoved in there and then it barely hit him, but it still, it vibrated, I guess, so bad it hurt him. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was over with. And and he just started crazy laughing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh. I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah, this is insane. Yes. I can't wait to see this movie. This is, we're going to have to do a follow up podcast after yes. we watch this movie. We'll be like, yeah. yep, we watched it and. <laughs> oh, 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 God. I mean. You need to go in there and actually watch that again a oh, little bit. You enjoy <laughs> that. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Just so but we can it, have a good laugh again. But I mean, there's a, there's a scene where she literally she stabs a guy in the dick, and when he pulls when he pulls the knife out, blood shoots out onto the floor, mm -hmm. and then his sack falls out like his balls fall out of his sack, and then she grabs these and rips them from him like and and his mouth. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm sorry. I love that. I just. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this so much. We, we yes. <laughs> you, so you said July, right? <laughs> well, 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 July is when we're done filming. Um, October thirtieth. October thirtieth. Yes. October 30th, we're doing the premiere in Huntington, West Virginia. 
Uh, where are you guys located at? I'm in Florida. I'm in Ohio. Florida? Ohio? Yep. Um, we're going to try and do some more premieres and stuff like that. Obviously, streaming will happen a good bit of time after the premiere. We're going to try to do some multiple premieres. Uh, but I have a little stringent feeling. Um, yeah, after the success of Terrifier 2, uh, we're really hoping that they kind of helped helped people be receptive to this kind of violence. The craziness. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I really absolutely. Kinda, yeah, I hope that we get this picked up in some theaters, you know, and uh, I mean, I, we, I, I've been able to get, you know, films in the past picked up in multiple theaters, but I'm talking, you know, it would be cool to have like the success that uh, Terrifier 2 had, you know, get something, you know, minor budget, but I mean, people were just kind of like, hell yeah, you know, this, this, this chick is, and, and not from a feminist perspective, just from a human being perspective, uh, you know, don't fuck me over. Don't try to, don't try to, to avoid my, you know, or get in my space or, or, or make me feel like a bad person because I'm yeah. not, you know, my life and I'm pushed too far. Leave me alone. I think a lot of people are getting to that point now, like leave me the fuck alone. And it's kind of a crazy mentality. But, I really think that, I mean, I don't know, maybe we're making you uncomfortable, but the... if you, you know, if you, if you put, this is the thing, if you put your heart and your soul, all your passion, you know, just, just do it the best that you can. My cat is going to kill me. Um, <laughs> your cat's adorable. Oh. Yes, I'm sorry. She just, sometimes she, she's like a scarf and I can't oh, help it. Um, her name is Lexa. But, um, oh, she's adorable. She's being a kook, but, um, and then you put your blood, your sweat, your tears, everything that you have into it. Do it the right way. Take your time with it. Even if it re releases late, take your time and make sure it is the best movie that you can yeah. release. And yeah. people will see that. And that's that's where you're going to, you know, you're going to just keep going. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's my that's opinion my, anyways. No, I, <laughs> that's been my feeling about it, you know, because we've, we've, we've done, you know, the short shoots on movies. We've done the two or three week rapid no sleep you know, 26 hour day, three hours sleep, 26 more hours, three hours sleep rotation. Yeah. That is tough. And, and, uh, with this, I mean, I feel like we can get what we, you know, we're more patient. You know, we got an eight hour effects shoot instead of trying to rush effects in two hours. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, take your time, do it the right way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so we're, we're, we have the, the opportunity to really just take our time and, and, uh, we're going to do that. And also the entire community where we live, Barbersville, West Virginia, it, man, they are uh, people that I didn't really expect to be a fan of. They're not, they're not fans of horror. They don't like violence, but when you, when you tell them it's, when you describe the situation that she's been in, she gets rooted for. Uh, yeah. she, she's, she's an anti-hero yeah. in that respect. And uh, that was that's why we feel like it's a slasher concept. Um, and she, I'll tell you this: she doesn't die in the movie. I, there's no way I would ever even hint at that. I mean, that she doesn't die, and everybody else does. So <laughs> that's I, great. I, I'm not going to hide that fact. And uh, you know, I've I've done so many movies where I've had to hide um, deaths, deaths, and stuff in the trailer because it would give away the killer and all that stuff. No, she's killer. She's killing everybody. <laughs> Okay. You're not hiding it. Don't have to have spoiler <laughs> alerts if the, there's no stunt to spoil. Well, okay, so you know, look at you know, look at Freddy Krueger. Who's a killer? Obviously, duh. Yep. <laughs> and why was Freddy so popular? And why was he so scary? Nobody, you know, people, you know, kids didn't see the movie, but they knew who Freddy was, and he was already in their dreams and scaring the shit out of them because he's this character that parents explained to them, but they hadn't seen the movie either. 
And they were explaining yeah. it based purely on speculation and based on spreading fear to keep their kids from sneaking and watching their movie. And that is exactly what I've been missing in a, in a directorial feature in the past is a character that we can really just promote as being a killer. Yeah. And uh, everybody that, that deals with that character is probably going to get killed. And that, I know that sounds sick. But I mean, it's, it's a story. Yeah. Heck, heck yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And Redhead is sick in the head. <laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'll sum it up this way. I mean, it is a, the movie is largely us exercising our demons. I mean, it's there is a scene in this that you you won't know what scene it is probably, but it is incredibly personal for her, uh, and it brought her uh, great distress for a couple weeks. You know, just because of the, what she had to do um, to to channel that energy, uh, and I'm so I was so proud. I, you know, watching watch. You know, I let the camera roll between takes a couple times on accident, and I went back and watched that stuff. And I was just so proud of her because she, you know, she was sitting here in a really difficult situation and suffering while we're busy setting up the next angle, uh, freezing, cold, wet, covered in in bullshit smelling nasty smells and um you know she it just kind of sums up i really wasn't uh thinking too much of that though at the time you were but you were in that i was uh, whether you were thinking it or not i mean that's what you were in yeah but it's funny i was in i wanted to stay in character of autumn so bad at that moment uh i kept myself in character for hours on hours on hours uh, just shiver even in between time. just so that I could n- not lose what I wanted to do with her as far as like establishing what you're about ready to see uh, with her, how she changes. I wanted people to see uh, how she was before and how her steps yeah. go and how she changes and becomes the crazy redhead. Her arc um, is pretty crazy. I mean, like when you look at a character arc, I mean, a lot of times it takes an entire movie to develop, but then this movie, her, her character arc goes from point A to B to C, then D, and then kind of F. Like, many, many apologies. Uh, uh, that happened really quickly. Um, before credits, and then slightly post-credits, she's already where she's going to be. And then the rest of the movie is basically just her kind of cleaning house. So I mean, she that character. I mean, she and she does develop a little bit more after after the credits and after the, you know, she she had those first couple vigilante kills, but not so much as in the beginning. Man, like the the beginning is a very rapid arc, and uh, I don't know. It's it, it was absolutely her channeling PTSD that no, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us have some some of that you know stuff there, and she she intentionally used. PTSD and, and shed real tears and snot and let uh, let herself be nasty and, and let myself be ugly uh, just and didn't mind what I had to do in order to be the character right for it yeah I want to be right and to look good and um, for people to actually see that you know that this character was going through all this horrible stuff at first to make her become crazier and, and become mean. So it kind of established why I become what I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real, I mean, it was yeah. real proud to me to see that happen. I when mean, he I, kept but I also felt bad. 
when he said how proud he was of me, I kind of cried that I, I appreciated. He was that proud of what I went through for it and made me feel good. And I appreciated it so much. Well, I can also relate because, I mean, I have my own damages and, you know, I, I, putting yourself in in a vulnerability stage to where you're going to be paying the price for the next two weeks uh <laughs> it's a it's a it's it's definitely a trade-off for art and but I've, I've told her all along you know uh things that happened to me in the past and things that happen have happened to her in the past um use it for good and use it for art and just go ahead and take advantage of what people did to you and and what's happened and Man, make money off of it. Like, yeah. if, if, if people are going to screw you over, definitely, it's a weapon, man. Just, you've got it inside you, and why be weak your entire life? Just put it out there, you know, use it as a strength. And if you have yeah. to draw for acting, I don't care if people call it method acting or what, they can go to hell. It's I vulnerability. Mean, I, it's not method. Yeah. It's, it's, it's vulnerability to situations that you have some kind of a connection to. And yeah. it's being yeah. able to be open with that vulnerability and then still have the mindset to let that emotion flow through you and get back to a healthy place afterwards. And I think that that's really what she was able to do with the scene. So I can't, it's, I can't wait to see it. It's definitely yeah. taking that negative and turning it into a positive. It's yeah. 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 And, and, and it's not, it's not one of those 70 exploitation films that has a big giant rape scene in it. You don't have to establish that it's the, the dialogue is powerful enough. And the, the, the way she portrays her character is powerful enough to establish. We don't need, we just thought we'd have nudity and stuff like that. I mean, it's just it's just violence. We just figured yeah. we'd have more of of an understanding with this of why you know of how everything become of and and the script to like put in so much detail there and make it such a crazy scene between me and Ashley that you focus more on that and um, it's an intense scene in itself, kind of. Um, yeah are kind of really gross and nasty in the environment is gross and nasty and yeah. um oh man i never forget the, the things smell he that says are chicken. really horrible <laughs> uh, yeah yeah oh, oh god so oh. i mean the, the smells of that scene okay so there's also a scene where she actually really vom like in that in that moment she actually really has to vomit uh and uh he told me, said, I want you to actually really vomit. I didn't quite get it the way I wanted to see it flow the first time, so she did it the second time. Uh, and uh, the poor the poor boom operator, he's, like, listening to her audio, and at the end, like, he's just like... Gotta suffer for your art. That was, was like, oh, I'm getting out of here. Uh... He wanted real vomit, so I did it. <laughs> On the Steven Spielberg level, I'm I'm not a good filmmaker, but I mean, <laughs> I don't care. Well, it's 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 real. It's not something that's fake. I, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, it's funny now. Me and her both have vomited for real in a movie. Like I mean, in, in uh, my first movie, Twelve Pole Manor, I, uh, after I get hit with a cleaver in the belly, I started vomiting on myself and. Uh, yeah, that nice. was, yeah. Uh, so we both have done that uh, <laughs> multiple times. And we also have to go back and put our wardrobe on later to film an out-of-sequence shot. So her, her wardrobe, we're actually filming a scene involving the very opening that takes place prior to that. So she has to put on her vomit clothes <laughs> that have been sitting for months. 
that have not been watched because of that'll kill the detail on them. Um, <laughs> so that's pew. Uh, yeah. uh. Uh, that's the that's about COVID, right? else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh that is dedication to art right there is what when we did our haunt acting we always had to put on the same stuff because you don't want to mess up your detail and wash any of the stuff that we it. did so we got kind of used to doing that stuff with the haunt stuff smelling too. like ass and shit like it hurts. man ass and shit killing me Slop, you know you slobber on your clothes like that I mean I don't, I don't mean to gross you out but I mean it's just kind of a, it's a <laughs> It is uh, true it's filmmaking. It's what it is, right? It's what it is. Yes, it is. This might be a yeah. documentary. I don't know. Is it? Is it a true story or what? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, the fact that you guys came from uh, like a haunt is, is so much fun because I've talked to a couple other people who are now filmmakers, and that's where they started was doing haunts, and then they moved on to this, and seeing you guys go from just being haunt actors to being filmmakers is inspiring you're, you're doing a great job um you know you're out there busting your ass and uh you know like you said you've been working on this movie while you were doing other movies and that's a lot you know it's it's yeah. and you guys have regular full-time 40-hour week jobs and and all that fun stuff too jeez i well 50 55 hour a week probably i mean it it's you know, I work in a bar, so ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know when closes. Um, but I mean, yeah, you, I mean, uh, we feel like people that work in the haunt world have a special knack for, uh, especially horror filmmaking. Um, and what's really cool is, um, in 2020, she won Haunt Actress of the Year uh -huh. for the Haunted Honeymooners. Um, so she got select. She got selected by them, and then voted and won, Red. won the award as Nurse Red. Uh, congratulations! Nice. Thank you. Yes, pop, okay. there, pop that out. I don't know if it's a reverse or not, but I mean, it's a it's a yeah. full fledged award. Um, she, she she won that award, and this I guess I hope you guys don't mind us announcing this here, but the film after Redhead. It's going to be an anthology, an anthology based film, you know, similar to Creep Show and stuff like that. Tells from Dark Side, and it is going to be called Nurse Red. So uh, we are, we will be taking our haunt characters and making a kind of a, a full length feature film out of that kind of experience. That uh, sounds amazing. That so, you know, like you know, how, have you have you, seen, have you all seen the Terrifier movies or you know, um, yep. uh, All Hallows Eve? Have you seen All Hallows no. Eve? Yeah. Okay, All Hallows Eve is the is the film before Terrifier, the yep. first Terrifier. So basically, Damien Leone had his his short films that he did, you know, over a decade, and tied them together with one central story. You know, this you know this this uh, babysitter uh, basically tells these ki these kids they're not really supposed to be watching a videotape that they get from trick or treating. So that ties it all together. And kind of you know, kind of the same way that in you know Creep Show that you've got a comic book, and you've and, and in uh, Tales from the Dark Side you've got Blondie. I'm uh, mm -hmm. going to cook this kid and uh, he's trying to postpone his death by reading out stories out of a book. 
So with us, uh, we're tying tying in the nurse, nurse Red character and Candy Cane character from where we worked, and tying a bunch of short films that we've done in the past together to make a full length film to bide time before the next big one. So it'll be really cool to kind of tie things in from the haunt stuff. I mean, I because we've that's cool. We we, yeah. know we have a lot of good makeup experience as ourselves. I mean, we do our own looks as far as that's concerned, and. You know, we do our own effects on a lot of Your stuff. Looks and nice. detail our stuff. Uh, and, and Joshua. Okay, so I got to give Joshua Atkins credit though. Um, when it comes to some of the scenes with Jonna in in Redhead, when she's looking filthy and like she smells like poop, uh, he's responsible for that smell you have coming through the screen because the way he makes her look is like she's existed in an environment suiting for that. Yeah. And the reason that, that I compliment him is because he's been able to tie it in and make it look the same from scene to scene. Uh, weeks apart, months apart. Uh, yeah. He's been able to make it look that he has that classic makeup experience. Travis Robinson is excellent with uh, prosthetic design. He's excellent with blood effects and, and explosion effects. And basically any, like you know, the guy is not afraid. Uh, he would set himself on fire if I would let him on screen, but I wouldn't. Um, he would lock the set. I'm doing that. <laughs> you know, I do basically gorilla style effects. You know, I use what I have, and you know, we use blood sprayers, and we, you know, we don't care. You know, we whatever we have, we use. So it's all, you know, all three of us kind of, well, four of us, all four of us kind of combine, and it's a special effects kind of thing, and that's kind of similar to the way Damien Le Damien Leone does the Terrifier stuff. So uh, it's kind of cool to see that happening with other indie filmmakers and yeah, just, yeah definitely yeah, low budget death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, before we get too far, um, where can people find you? Like, do you have a website for your for your stuff Facebook. or Facebook? Facebook. Uh, Cine Savage Films is is on there. Uh, so Cine Savage, like Cinema Savage, but it's Cine Savage. Is that backwards or is it? No, nope, it's it perfect. Weird? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So there's that. And also you can search Redhead Film uh, on Facebook. And we do a lot of stuff on there. It's, you know, and uh, then just search us personally. We don't care to add you. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hodge, Donna Hodge. And. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, just make sure you find the right ones that are that are sick and twisted on their face. You know, if you see well, if, if you, you see testicles on the latest posts, you probably got the right people. Well, you'll see us <laughs> uh, get up with his uh, account. You'll see me and him as our haunt characters, and then with me, you'll just see me and it says redhead. And then on both of us, we got the Sin Savage logo. Uh, there we go. The new logo. <laughs> yep. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Gotcha. There we go. Sammy's, then he, you see me as Nurse Red and him as Candy Cane. We always work together in the haunt, too, as, as a team. He was my patient. Um, and um, I had basically gave him undead serum to turn him into an undead patient. Um, and he had killed me, and that's how I had become uh, Nurse Red. I was already his nurse, and he hit me in the head with a hammer, and he cut me on my face, and we, we developed it that way. And then I really at the haunt whipped him she used with to beat a the horse shit whip. Yeah, yeah, horse. Of, she used to beat the shit out of me. She would spank my ass. 
everybody. <laughs> they the loved it. I'd take do this crazy turn with the whip, like I'd spin it around crazy, and then I'd just whip him with it, and uh, everybody loved it. <laughs> tell me, you can give me medicine harder, and he'd tell me to to do it harder, so I would, and it all everybody'd be like, oh, like that. Well, honestly, you know. <laughs> I probably got in a little trouble with the hunt because uh, that used to kind of make me too wild. Um, uh, you know, I had a sledgehammer I was carrying, so I had to be really careful about uh, uh, what I did after getting the shit beat out of me. Because, <laughs> you know, you know, it gets you riled up. And yeah. uh, you know, I didn't wear any padding or nothing. Somebody accused me of wearing padding once, and I was like, go ahead and hit this ass, you know. <laughs> and I, got, I, got, I got in trouble for saying ass, so you never know <laughs> who you're dealing with. No. So, well, most okay. time everybody liked us though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and they people. came to see us a lot because they liked the uh, our crazy whippings and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> most people were cool with it. But if, if you go to a place like that, I mean, just expect stupid stuff. Yep. Like that. Definitely, hundred percent. So, <laughs> I, I do get. Um, can you buy your films currently? Currently, you can buy Reunion from Hell on it, it's streaming. You can buy, you can rent it from Amazon Prime. Uh, it'll be on Tubi in the next well, week or whatever. I don't. They didn't really give us a date, but it's on um, also on Momitu, Typhoon, um, Rewarded TV, um, and then uh, Reunion from Hell Two will be out on streaming soon. Also, uh, to buy a physical copy of Reunion from Hell. Uh, you got to contact the other director, Hayden Newman. Um, you can probably find him on our Facebook, but um, it is streaming, so uh, it's it's out there. And it, you know, even if you stream it for free, it's still. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, you don't have to pay the rental fee if you can watch it for free. You know, it, it helps us either way because of ad revenue. So uh, I'll just say this right now: if filmmakers try to make you think that paying a rental fee is more important, it's not. Mm -hmm. You get the same amount of money. I've already talked to a couple other directors and they told me that Tubi and like Plex are the best things to happen. They, they said yeah. they make far more, well, well, far more money on those yeah. two platforms than they do selling uh, rentals or even physical copies. Um, yeah. Like me, I have to have a physical copy and I usually try to get them signed and have stacks of DVDs floating everywhere. We did that recently. We, have a, we've, we sold out of our physical copies recently, so we'll get um, some more. Okay. Um, actually, we have, and we can mail you one. We actually, have one more, so nice. we can sign. Oh. Yep. You want us to send you one? Yeah. We got one copy of Reunion from Hell. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, we yeah. sold the. We'll get some more uh, because uh, Hayden always uh, works with us, so we make sure and have all our films together. To so Hayden add. gets impressed. We we pay Hayden for uh, at cost, I believe. And then we sell for our end, and you know, and Hayden sells it, you know, on on Hayden's end at conventions. So we, you know, you know, Hayden directed, I directed, you know, we we were partners in the film, so like we have to do what we have to do, you know. We basically we both we all put our money in as producers, yeah. so we we pay costs and then we get what we can out of conventions. Uh, these are twenty bucks uh, if okay. when we when we have them, but it's hard to actually keep them in stock. Um, Good, heck yeah, heck yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, cool it's kind of a cool thing it's yeah. kind of a cool it's awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, I'll message you guys later about getting one so we'll, yeah, yeah yeah so but i will say you if you go to um one of the one of the best places you go to stream right now it's a uh, uh, typhoon typhoon streaming it's a relatively new place typhoon, so it's typhoon okay. streaming. 
Awesome. I'll have to look at I don't it. know if, I don't know if they're on um on like PlayStation or not yet or or Xbox. But uh I definitely was able to pull up on my computer and they had a really good quality stream of it. There was no problem because I always I go and I watch all the all the streams to make sure that they're true to um our actual master. I don't want if if a if a streaming service is not representing our friend correctly, I'm gonna pull it. Like I mean, I straight up. Like I, they should not yeah. be using sub subpar uh, software or uh, uh, hard drives or whatever servers to to put out their movies. Yeah. So yeah. definitely, definitely, we want to make sure that people are getting what they're paying for or what they're spending absolutely. Their- oh yeah. Yeah. Because and I will also. That just looks bad because you know they're they're not going to assume that it's the uh you know the streaming service that is, they're going to think it, it's the movie. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like so, sometimes if like if you, you see a streaming service, sometimes and the the dialogue doesn't match up, that ain't that ain't the the filmmaker's fault because obviously it passed QC. The QC is quality checks. Yep. It passed mm-hmm. that for them, so they screwed up somewhere along the line. Oh yeah. Um, and you know we we have actually I'll be honest about this you know we we have discovered recently that you know going with a distributor unless it's like huge like like Lionsgate or like a big one uh, we basically are going through Film Hub and you know they they make sure everything's right and they get it straight on to the, to the streamers really quick I mean it's kind of kind of cool yeah and it's really good you get more yeah, as a filmmaker I don't know how many filmmakers are watching this but. Uh, if you get more filmmakers involved in that, uh, I think it'll probably basically eliminate uh, the need for distributors because they're doing the same thing that Film Hub is doing. But Film Hub gives you twenty eighty percent twenty eighty cut, like they yeah. get twenty eighty cut, and it's not like when you had distrib- distributor took a, like a lot of people's money, mm-hmm. um, they fell through. Film Hub is very reliable. And they have access to like 110 channels now, and you don't have to pay anything up front to get on there as a filmmaker. Um, you just have to have a good film. I mean, it mm-hmm. literally has, has the quality checks. I mean, they have pretty high standards. It has to be a legitimate movie. It can't just be, you know, YouTube ready kind of upload docu- yeah. document, so to speak. Yeah. That's not. Okay. I mean, sorry guys, but you got to have like a legit thing, and they and they're not basing it based on like a story or anything. But literally, just how good and how how good your movie quality. looks. Quality, yeah. Quality, yeah. The quality of the cinematography and, and yep. sound yep. and everything. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it's that's a cool thing for indie filmmakers. That's kind of, and now, uh, just like in the next couple of days, Hollywood's writers are going on strike. Strike, like the writers' union is going on strike. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, what do you think about that, filmmakers? You love unions now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's right? one reason a couple of my favorite shows never came back <laughs> back in the right? day. Yeah, because that, that, yeah. there was SAG. a lot of good stuff that isn't coming back out. Trust mm-hmm. me, I would love I would love to work on some SAG films to get you know my money. I, I you know as a greedy person, I, I would <laughs> I would enjoy being greedy. I would enjoy the SAG benefits, but as a as a non union filmmaker the way SAG works is it basically is just kind of, it's, it's a, it's a wall that you never can get over. If you're, I mean, you're down here making great films and you're looking at like, what, you know, what if evil dead never really got the big break? Like what if, what if Sam Raimi never got noticed by Stephen King? Uh, where, where would horror be 
if the first Evil Dead wasn't watched by Stephen King. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah I mean, he gave a little review of it, and boom, you know, Sam Raimi's all of a sudden important. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but that's what it takes. That's all it takes, to, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So yeah. Why, should, why should a good movie be ignored because somebody big doesn't notice it? So you got a lot of good movies out there. That's why we all have to support each other. Everybody yep. in the indie community has to support each other. We have to share each other's work. We have to get the word out there because that's the only way it's going to get out there. That's one reason why I do this show. It's because that's why we appreciate yeah, we yeah, appreciate yes. you so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's <laughs> it's it's fun being able to interact with a lot of people in the indie filmmaking. Um, watching you guys, you know, you see similar things. <clears throat> from person to person and then you see like you know people are like way over here but there's still that little bit of similarity over here and it's fun to see all these people grow it's fun to see you know watching the early films to their last films it's it's always a learning experience it's always you know mm -hmm. uh crystal and i had this conversation um you know it's all about the 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 big movies don't have souls the little movies do because Everybody wants to be there. Everybody wants to be putting their or putting their asses on the line, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, big budget movies. The amount of love put into it is is just yes. much different than a big box just trying to to shove movies out. You know, 10, yeah. 12 yeah. movies a year. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I love a dumb popcorn movie, but you know what? <laughs> love... <laughs> well, that brings that brings that brings me to the cocaine bear kind of thing. Like... Oh gosh, let's not even touch on that. <laughs> well, I, I just want I'm to put this. I'm not going there. I, I'll, I'll go there. Uh, Universal put thirty million bucks into it. So why in the world is it trying to act like an indie film? I mean, it's it's preying on indie filmmakers that have made it recently, that have drawn the attention, and then all of a sudden, notice what you're not seeing anymore in, in, in the theaters. You're not seeing any films in the theaters anymore since Terrifier Two came out. Cocaine Bear came out and boom, kind of put a halt to it. And that was exactly the. Well, Skin intent. and Marine came out though too. I know that that was more limited, but that was another indie film that came out. So these these distributors are trying to get more movies out. Like one that I was recently in, Harlow's Haunt, got picked up by Baby Entertainment, and they're working on getting us in, you know, for in theaters or just distribution in general, depending on where it's going to be. Right. So I think the more that we push out quality content. The more serious that they're gonna, yeah, the more serious they're gonna take indie films because yep. anybody can grab a camera and attempt to record a movie, right? And it's mm -hmm. not gonna come out right. But if if we're all trying to make the best films that we can, that's what's gonna make the biggest impact, in my opinion. Definitely, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Take it. Take your time. Instead of trying to pump out five movies a year, I mean, at, at this level. I mean, you can't afford to pop. pop I'll tell out you, them. the guys, the guys that did Terrifier, because I, I recently met all of them. So the guys that are working on Terrifier, they work on one movie at a time, one, yeah. not five, yeah. not not three, one movie. And yeah. right now they're working on Stream, and they're not starting production on another movie until Stream is done, done, done. Yeah. And that's how they did it with Terrifier. So Damien Leone talked all about it in his panel as well. You know, I mean, 2019 they were filming Terrifier too pandemic happened everything went to to you know hell you know like but they took their time they went back and they refilmed if you watch his latest panel um he was in baltimore uh, a few weeks ago and they did a panel there and he talks about how they did like an entire scene and they scrapped it because he's like you know what i don't i don't know if i'm happy with this you know and they went back and they refilmed it you know so it's like 
putting putting that attention into the film and being able to put all of your heart and soul into that one film and making sure that it comes out, like I said before, the best film it can be, they took their time and look what it, they, they're reaping the rewards. You know what I'm oh, saying? Right. <laughs> That's like what we've done with Redhead, just took our time. You have to, you have to be yeah. cute. I mean, Definitely. never delete because the, some of that stuff is good to put into like your your special like special features, but it's definitely definitely reshoot if it's not up to par. Oh yeah, like, yeah. If you don't have your lights bright enough, it's, if the image is not clear enough like you want it, if it doesn't match the rest of the look of the film, if there's not enough blood, if it didn't show up, if somebody looks different than they should, just get rid of it. I mean, that, yeah. just do it again. Have integrity. There's, there's no reason not to. You've already put ninety nine percent of the work into everything else, and then that one percent is going to look like crap. And you yeah. don't need that. You want it to all look how you want it to look, you know? So oh, yeah. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing that I can say for any any indie filmmaker. And you know, I've only been in the industry a couple of years, but I've seen people try and do it with no budget and do it poorly. And I've seen people do it with no budget and do it amazing. Yep. And it's the, 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 there's just such a difference when you put that much into it, right? When everybody <laughs> puts that much into it. Oh, yeah. Plus, oh, yeah. Even your story. you got to believe in your movie. I mean, like, if you don't believe in your movie, you don't have a movie. Yeah. Nope. Right. Oh, oh yeah. Well, on that note, um, we got to get going. Uh, Crystal's got to head out. Um, yeah. I got to go upstairs and get my dogs and my kid. <laughs> Way <laughs> on outside. Way. So, <laughs> mine, mine. I couldn't do this. Like you guys, letting your, your no. My dog would be knocking the camera over. <laughs> would be climbing on me. I have two. My cats are already fine. doing the same thing. So yeah. The corgis are fine. Well, my corgi's fine. The one. The other corgi is wired every moment of every day. And then the big <laughs> mutt dog, she does not let me do anything. <laughs> well, we have four dogs sitting around right now and a rat and a toad and a tortoise. And <laughs> I got I got a fat corgi, a uh, cat, and uh, uh, the other cat's hiding. Another cat around there somewhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cat you saw last night is right there. You can't bear that. Pussy's hiding itself. Oh yep. my god. So, well, and girl, I, if you ever want to kill a blonde, let me know, and I'll come up. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want someone to murder with you, I'll come murder people with you. There we go. Yeah. There we go. No <laughs> therapy. Making connections for movies so we can have yes. <laughs> film. I would love to. I, I love the way that you talk about the work. So absolutely please keep me in mind. So. That'd be awesome. Well, thank you all so much. It was, it was a brilliant having uh, the opportunity for you guys yes, to, to, you. to talk to us and let yeah, us yeah, speak. So much thank fun. You. Yeah. I'm so well, excited. We, yeah. Definitely, definitely, we, definitely. We pitch our material all the time and we just love to pitch it and we we um we always have something new to say about it, I guess. I mean, I guess the more we talk about it, the more we feel yeah. from the work. So it's just, yeah. you know, and so you can yeah. feel the passion when so, you talk for sure. And, <laughs> and when you guys get closer to being done, let me know. And we'll, we'll yes. talk again more about it. Cause I want to, when it's done, I want to hear all about it. <laughs> okay. I want to watch all the kills and then I want to talk about the kills. I yeah, think that then, would then, be a Then we'll episode. have to watch it and then we'll have to do our homework and then we'll come back later for another yeah. episode where we talk more I would love to. So, no, right. tell you this as a caveat: if we don't have as many kills as we talked about, it's over quality. I mean, we'll, yep. we'll go for yeah. I mean, I should, go for quality over quantity. Yes. Yep. Do thirty-eight problems. instead if, if yep, they're all instead of forty. You know, make them thirty-eight. Yeah. Mean it. So yeah. All right. Well, all right, guys. Thank you. It was nice meeting you. Thank you. Nice have a good night, guys. You. you guys are awesome.
And uh, like I said, I'll keep in contact. I'll get with you because, like I said, I'd love to get a copy of the movie and uh, all that fun stuff. So I am going to end it here. So you guys have yourself a great night and day and, and all that fun stuff. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy <laughs> you. Oh my God. Happy you all. <laughs>